Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello there and welcome to episode 37 of the AI Comic Pod, brought to you as always by the Anfield Index. Uh, my name's Stu, Stuart Bridson. Uh, thanks for listening to us. We're going to be doing a review of the recently released uh, Marvel Netflix Iron Fist series. Uh, I've actually got a bit of a, a special one today. I've got two co-hosts with me. One of them is very small, his breath smells a bit and he's constantly licking himself. And my dog Wilson's here as well, so I may as well bring in Rory. How are you doing this evening? Yeah, I'm. I'm speechless. That that it's it's like it's the only thing you've actually prepared on the whole entire podcast for over a year. And since since day yeah. one, yeah, basically. Yeah. So you know, I'll, I'll 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 take the humiliation for your your actual prepared nature on this podcast. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's good to be back, man. It's been a while. So yeah, it's... you've not been on for fucking ages. I have been on. I was on the last one, wasn't I? I don't know. I've just lost track. Logan, we did a big Logan podcast. I was on that. Yeah, that was a mammoth. I, I don't even remember. I'm just used to not being here anymore. Oh no, it's good, man. We, Logan was 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 good for us, and people gave great feedback. I just want to say thank you for all yeah. the feedback and all the listens, and it kind of it opened a few new avenues. I'd say it, it was a very different topic for us in terms of it's a different type of film uh, as, as believe it or not i know it's a comic film but it's it's very different so yeah no it was good um and yeah it's nice to be back talking tv and, and doing a bit of news and, and some other things it's been a big big few weeks for the kind yeah. of genre uh, just before we jump into that little news section because there has been a few things that we wanted to to go over um our last guest he's not actually been on for a year which is criminal but he's been too busy with like a real world life and actual people rather than, you know, podcasts and comics. Um, you know him as 433 Chris, but to save being weirdly awkward, we're just going to call him Chris. So good evening, Chris. How are you? Um, I'm good. And you guys? It's been a while, eh? It has. It's been far too long. I, I knew it had been a while, but I didn't think it had been a year. So slap on the wrist because <laughs> we need to try harder to bring our friends in on this. 
But uh, luckily we got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy coming up. So yes, yes, um, I might be on soon again. Yes, you will. Um, we always <laughs> do try and do, as you all know, we always try and do a preview of the big films and then a review afterwards. And Chris is our resident Guardians expert. So he's going to hopefully be doing the preview and the review. So we should be on three in a row, which is good. Ooh. You're not, you don't get to take the match ball home for that kind of hat trick. You might get oh, to take Rory home. Come on. But that's <laughs> up to I'll, I'll go to Cape Town for a while then. That's, yeah. That's a fine. I'll turn that invitation then again. Yeah. The, week. the deal is though, Chris, I'll put you, you on my man. Pay for his airfare. <laughs> Um, I'll just say, I know we're not really covering it, but a little bit of early Guardians buzz is um, there was a screening yesterday for the kind of critics in the States and sounds very positive, um, as I kind of, I think we all expected it to be, really. I, I don't think we saw James got to get it wrong, um, but it sounds great. sounds really uh, kind of similar to the first in its approach, but apparently quite sentimental, which is quite surprising, quite emotional, which I, I didn't see happening, um, which that- is good. And then there are five, not one, not two, but not three or four, but five post-credit scenes. See, I've read different just- things. I've, I've read a report that said there was two. <laughs> Then I saw one that said there was four. Then I saw one that said there was five. So well, James Gunn, James Gunn confirmed five. So right, I, think, okay. I think I think that I think after all the false ones, I think it is five, which is mental. Um, so I mean, there's a lot to come. That that but... must be. So the film's going to finish. Then there's going to be a post-credit scene. Then they're going to do the brief ones where they show like the the main headliners. Then there's going to be yeah, another yeah, yeah. one. That's going to, yeah. but that's good because that's going to make it worthwhile sitting for those fifteen minutes. <laughs> after the film because it does get yeah. a bit annoying doesn't it? it it does get a bit tedious i'll be honest that yeah when you start there and waiting for things to come and it's just taking forever but um the doctor strange ones i remember being particularly long i yeah. felt like it was a massive drag also, um, who else waited on logan for nothing uh i didn't because i'd read that there wasn't no, one. I, I read before i went in i read loads of things and people were saying don't waste your time i promise you there's nothing yeah, it's kind of. I know it's obviously Marvel, but it's Fox, and it's a little, little bit different. It's, in terms yeah, of it's not their so. stick, is it? No, and I suppose um, at the end of that movie, there wasn't really room for. No, no, exactly. And yeah, anything they did film, would have really. ruined the poignancy. Yeah, and yeah. E- even if yeah, it was Deadpool just two one shot. would have been a little bit awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say as well, James Gunn confirmed to do the third Guardians film, which is going to happen. So that's that's positive. It's news. no surprise, um, though, is it? That the best thing about not, it was no. the announcement. The way he said it, he speaks of his love of the characters that he's like created and cultivated, and he's writing it and directing it. So it's not that I remember reading something a while ago saying that people were worried that he might have been burned out. And he might have either written it but not directed or directed it but not written. So it's good to see that he's not taken any kind of a step back. But I and as think- Rory was just saying that um, the early screenings have been good news, I suppose him being confirmed for Volume 3 is also a good sign for yeah, Volume 2. Yeah, absolutely. He, he must be. He, he obviously signed on for Volume 2 because he was so happy with how the first one went. He wouldn't sign on for the third one if there'd been any kind of problems, whether it was acting or yeah. casting or producing or effects or everything seems to have gone wonderfully. Otherwise, why confirm the third film when the second film's not even been released? 
Yeah, and it, it feels it, like as well, it feels like quite a smooth shoot, you know, because certain films you, you kind of, you hear about X, Y, and Z, and I think Marvel as a rule kind of keeps things quite locked up, so maybe there is, you know, obviously the Edgar Wright stuff scene and whatever kind of came to the fore, really, but um, but yeah, it seems like it's been pretty smooth, and, and they're all happy on set, and everyone seems they, to they like like them, with each other. They look like the biggest group of friends ever, because they're all putting up behind-the-scenes things right back to the first time Zoe Saldana puts the makeup on and and that every every few days throughout the whole process there's a photo or a little video and all they ever seem to be doing is having a laugh or sitting down and talking and you know when, whenever you see a video of James Gunn he always looks like he's having a laugh and he looks like such a nice guy to work with so that that can only be a good thing we'll we'll obviously put a lot more effort into guardians when we do the the preview and yeah the yeah yeah exactly the other bit of news i don't think you were going to mention um that's probably worth talking about briefly is that um uh, deadpool 2's got a little bit more casting um yes so, i forgot that i missed that one off that's a that's a big piece i mean cable was for a long well, time, we talked it, about cable a little bit, didn't we? In, in, yeah. in various, yeah. yeah. It, it looked like it was. It, it looked like the front runners. Everyone wanted Ron Perlman, but he looked like he was a bit old. Then there was Stephen. It was never going to happen. And yeah. I think Stephen Lang would have been perfect. And then it looked strangely like it was going to be um, David Harbour, the guy that played the uh, the the police Stranger guy in, in Stranger Things, and I thought that was a bit of a weird one. Well, yeah, but then actually, if you look at it, he's he's not that dissimilar from from Brolin, really, in terms of his look and his, his he's, style. He's got the so. build, but I think it's fair to say Josh Brolin looks like another <laughs> cut off moment. It really, it, when you when you start seeing the fan art mock ups of him, it just looks brilliant. He's got the right shaped face. He's obviously quite stocky. He's got to be tall because he's got to be taller. He's a big guy. Than yeah, Ryan yeah, Reynolds. no, he's a big guy. And, and Ryan yeah. Reynolds, I think, is six foot. So I don't know. I mean, it's hard to go back to it, but if you ever go back to like childhood memories, so Brolin was obviously in the Goonies originally, yeah, um, and he looked like a giant in that. He hadn't really filled out at that stage. I know he's surrounded by you know younger children, <laughs> but um, he's gone on to do some, I mean, brilliant films. He uh, obviously casted Thanos as well, so he's it's kind of it's not going to have an impact because he's going to be very CGI based in that, and it's a very different kind of role, but. Yeah, I think he's he's good. Any of his Coen Brothers stuff, uh, No Country for Old Men, all that kind of stuff. He's he's quite dark actor, so it's it's interesting. He, he's funny. He's known to be funny and good timing. So I think he's going to work. But um, he's quite intense, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, that 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 is one. You're right. I'd, I'd forgotten that off my list. We've also had the. There's been the first proper trailer for Thor Ragnarok has oh come my out. God, what uh, it, it looks amazing. Oh. It, it looks as like Guardians of the Galaxy as we know. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does look like like James Gunn has had his hands all over that, but he doesn't seem to have. But they've obviously learned a lesson from two bone dry Thor films that were pretty poorly. Well, the first received. one, uh, yeah, the first one, like we've said, it's got some merits. It just it kind of didn't quite get it. But the second one's uh, you know quite unanimously. Yeah. you know the poorest film in, in recent years in, in, in Marvel well, so. it's, the, it's the poorest out of the MCU other than Hulk which is like the ginger stepchild we don't talk about Hulk because <laughs> it's, 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 it's terrible the trailer looks the trailer looks like on point I, I just think I think the casting looks genius Kate Blanchett um, looks fucking incredible oh, as Hella. 
She looks amazing. And, and, and Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum, albeit probably quite a small part, it's just so good for that kind of role. He's so charismatic. But you know, it's kind of, it looks like seen. Star Wars meets Guardians. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's quite <laughs> different. And it's just, it's just going to be fun. And, and I think the big thing, the director is, it's a bit of an unknown. Um, he's a, he's a Kiwi director and he did a, a film last year. That's kind of the, like the indie film of the year, which is a hunt for the world of people. And it's, it's a really good film. I do recommend it, but it's really kind of out there quite, it's a comedy, but it's, it's quite out there. And him going from that to a huge Marvel film is, is quite a big risk again, but, because he's got that background and he's going to bring that kind of lightness of touch to it, which I think Thor has needed all along. I think it just could be match made in heaven, really. And just the director has got a uh, a background in comedy as well. Yeah, and you, oh, you, he's you, comedy. You yeah, can see the way you nice. can see that coming through. So they've obviously learned from previous criticism, but also previous praises of the likes of Guardians. And it, it's comedy and, um, in the right way. Our friend Marco um, on Twitter, he also mentioned friend. that. <laughs> so, associate. Uh, well, he's a fellow South African, so I have to say friend. Oh, well, he, can okay, find, okay. he can find me and then, you know, <laughs> he is Portuguese. Yeah. But um, <laughs> he mentioned that um, Marvel learned from the Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man sort of making Iron Man his own, that they're giving Hemsworth some creative li- license with Thor and sort of adding that dry humor to the role which he's very good yeah, at. He, 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 well he's shown that in other film roles but he's also shown it in, in Avengers and things like that so I, I never really they didn't really get it right in the Thor films did they they never no, really he, got his he's never his, really had the he, chance to show his comedy chops and he has got good timing you know Ryan, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Downey Jr's comedy timing is literally nanosecond perfection and but oh, Hem- yeah. Hemsworth's pretty good you know we can deliver a line you've only got to look if you ask people about the trailer, everyone's favourite thing is the we're friends from work. You know, <laughs> that's cracked everyone up. But it, the way he delivers it, the look on his face, it's going to I think rule. that's more of it. I think that's more that, that gets it. I mean, the line is quite good. Um, but if he didn't deliver it in that way, you'd probably think it's a bit of a shit line. But actually, yeah. the way he delivers it, it's just, it's just genius yeah. because... I think it's one of those jokes that can come off and also fall flat on its face. Oh, it could have fallen and so he did flat. It perfectly. Yeah, it could have fallen so flat. And yeah, I kind of like the whole look they're going for in terms of that. They needed to change things up a little bit. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It, things became a little bit stale, especially in the, the first two films. So if they go out with a bang and, and it ends the way it should end as a trilogy. Hopefully, we get the best film of the lot by 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 distance, really. Well, it, it's looking like we're probably going to get the best Thor, Wolverine, and Spider-Man films all in the same year, which is going to be pretty yeah. pretty good. We've also had a trailer dropped for a um, new Star Wars film, which is always worth mentioning because we all love Star Wars. Yeah, we do. Oh my god! It looks ridiculous. <laughs> it. I don't want to put too much time in it because we will probably. I don't. We well, won't. We won't box, be doing a Star Wars. That'll, the box. Um, no, wait, that'll that's be a not movie us, man, night. Unfortunately, it'll be a movie night. They they cover the Star Wars stuff so well. So. Yeah. But yeah, man. I mean, it looks it looks great. We, I, can, I, ju- we can just start stoking the fire for them, can't we? A few yeah. months early. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm one of those. It's a little bit. Rogue One didn't quite do it for me. Um, being honest, um, it, it didn't really start. <laughs> it didn't really start until about an hour and a quarter. In, you know, it really and happen. I'm not saying boo earns, I'm saying boo. 
And I'm actually wow. afraid to admit that I actually fell asleep once or twice watching. Exactly. Exactly. Excuse me. And I nothing will, nothing will, happened yeah. until they got to the Maldives. In. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get more sense out of the dog than you two. This, ah, this screw you. Don't um, be blind. Don't follow the sheep, man. Come I like on. sheep. They taste delicious with mint sauce. That's true. Um, <laughs> last thing we were gonna do in the news: um, Josh Whedon being confirmed as the the director. I can't remember if you've already mentioned this. Do you know what? Um, we I don't Girl think film. we did. We've talked about it quite a bit um, on on WhatsApp and whatever else. Um, I know me and Joe we have because me and Joe we talk about literally everything that happens in the comic <laughs> world. Um, but. I, I just don't. I'm not sure about it. Is it definitely 100% confirmed, or is it still? No, it's in... it, as far as as far as I saw, it's being confirmed. He's he's writing and directing, and the major thing to take from that is that Joss Whedon brought one of the best female superheroes of all time, you know, into everyone's lives, and that's Buffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buffy was a fucking incredible season. Still one of the best whether you want to call it comic or sci-fi or whatever you'd class it as, it's one of the best shows of its type ever. Yeah, without it is. A shadow and have you seen, I mean, have you seen Serenity? Cause I, I yeah, I've, we've talked about yeah, that. I have. And obviously that's a, it's, it's, it's a sci-fi film and it's, it's following on from Firefly and all that jazz. But it, he, I thought then when he did that, you, you could see he could direct a film obviously, cause it's different from directing a, a TV show. Um, but, to go on and do Avengers the way he did. And I think, I think I was probably a little bit harsh on Age of Ultron. I think it just didn't quite live up to the billing. I think he was harsh on himself as well. You know, we talked about this a lot. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's the difficult second, um, second yeah, it is. album or second film, isn't it? It's always hard when you've got a film that made such an impact as the, the Avengers did. Anything that comes after it is going to be a little bit sort of frowned upon because and, it's and his hands were probably a little bit tied, not too much creatively, but in terms of where the story had to go. Do you know what I mean? Because he's I think the one that, that was one of his up. criticisms. I think he was he was he he's alluded to that they were sort of funneled in a certain direction to make certain things happen because obviously that film was a gateway to everything that's now happening in Phase Three and will happen in Phase Four. Whereas the Avengers yeah. was. The opposite. It was the end. It was the culmination of the previous four or five years. But and what we praised in like Deadpool and and Logan, for instance, is that kind of creative license for the directors. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I just, I think James Gunn had that in Guardians, um, and I hope, I think he'll have it in Guardians too as well because it's not quite tied in the same. But then you look at the Russo brothers, and they absolutely nailed Civil War. So it, it can be done. It's just it's a challenge, and it? it's 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 going to be interesting with Infinity Wars the way it kind of goes with that directors and whether they absolutely nail it, which I think everyone expects them to. But yeah, yeah that's the big news, man. But there was a lot of stuff to talk about lately. Yeah. It's been it's, a it's been a big few weeks on this kind of genre. It seems like all the kind of conventions and stuff kind of creeping around. So you're getting more. There, and more there's a lot of stuff. stuff. I mean, it's not that long since we had the first Spider-Man trailer as well, so we're probably going to be getting another Guardians trailer and another Spider-Man trailer in the next couple of months, and then not long after that, we'll be getting what do you well, call it? we'll, we'll probably had, be doing I, another four, had one more Wonder Woman stuff, and we've had a bit of Justice League, and I mean, yeah, there's been a lot lately. It's, it's in, yeah, it's going to be. It's a, it's a big year. year. Like it's, it's a busy year. They are cramming in as much as they can cram in. So, yeah. and 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 that said, um, obviously we're here to talk about 
Iron Fist, which I think you, yeah, you have mentioned. Um, but I mean, there's there's all, all kind of talks of that stuff as well. I mean, the Punisher's wrapped, as, as you finally posted on our Twitter yeah. site. Uh, um, and then Defenders is teaser. out. In, is it teaser, but it comes out in June, doesn't it? Or July and August? Defend- I can't remember. Defenders is out soon. It was, um, I can't it's remember. Earlier it was earlier than expected. Yeah, I, we thought it was going to be the end of the year, but I think they're conscious of releasing it too late because that's no, when I they're going to be going up, up against in August the big now films. or something. Yeah, I think it's August or something. It was earlier than I expected, and then you have got Punisher and and probably second series of Jessica Jones, which sounds like it's on the horizon this year. Yeah, and then Daredevil maybe early next year. So there's a lot going on. I mean, it's yeah, lots to talk about. But Iron Fist is what we're here it's, to, to uh, really Def- Defenders discuss. is going live in August the 18th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So uh, I think it was Finn Jones, the the guy that was cast somewhat controversially, which we'll cover as uh, as Danny Rand, a.k.a. the Iron Fist, and he said literally as soon as they finished shooting Iron Fist, they started shooting the Defenders. And I think Charlie Cox said something similar, that they that everyone was already together, and a lot of it is the same crew. So it was a case of, well, while we're all here, let's get, out, get the, the few missing people together and let's just do this rather than film, disband, then come back together and then disband again. It's easy to just do it back to back. So that some of those, the, the cast and the, and the crew have had a really hard few months because it, it's quite grueling at times, especially on the more, the more physical actors. So if, if we start right back at the beginning, I, Iron Fist is obviously the, the final piece of the Defenders puzzle. We've had two seasons of Daredevil, both immaculately received. We've had Jessica Jones, which got fairly positive, but still some, some complaints and mixed reviews. Luke Cage, probably a bit more positive than Jessica Jones, but not on the standard of Daredevil. So we're, we're missing Iron Fist. He's, he's introducing a more magical element. We've got the training. We've got the, the, the superpowers that come from a serum. We've got sort of more normal superheroes. Now we start bringing in the mystical side of things, the weird shit. If we go to Chris first... Because I just want to make sure that you're awake. Because I know Rory and I are blathering <laughs> like we tend to. Um, I'm still here. How how did you before it started? How excited were you for the show? Um, next to Daredevil, Antis was probably the one I was most excited for. Same as me. I I, I if I were uh, to yeah. like the Defenders, I would say Daredevil then Iron Fist. Yeah, I was super excited to see what how they were going to pull it off, like the mystical powers, like you mentioned, and um, the mask. I know you mentioned on Twitter you wanted to see that mask so bad. I did. Uh, and I was actually disappointed we didn't get to see it in the final episode, but hopefully somewhere down the line I'll get to, to do it. They've said it won't be the Defenders. Charlie Cox did an interview where he mentioned that he's the only one. I put it on our Twitter account, I think, or on Facebook. And he said, because he's the only one that's wearing a mask, he's kind of got the easiest job when it comes to stunts because everybody else's faces are exposed. (laughs) They've got to do more of the stunt work because it's harder to swap them out. And I think a lot of people hearing that went, ah. Because we did see the the Iron Fist suit, didn't we? But it obviously wasn't Dan Rand. It was in that old footage that was unearthed. I think I think they'll probably do the costume when he like fully realizes or accepts that he is the Iron Fist. Yeah, because the big thing theme of the first season for me was sort of his struggle with who he is 
what the Iron Fist means and like like his obviously struggle with his parents' death and then like the Meachams and all of his stuff going on. It was a bit all over the place and he was as a result but all over the place was like so it was a bit disjointed for me in that sense. Like it was like pulling on a lot of different threads. But I think like once that comes together, like towards the end of the season, you can see he was starting to become more like answers. And I think in season two, when they sort of um, find out what happened to Conlon and all of that, I think he's going to grow into that Anthus role a bit more. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. So what about you, Rory? How were you feeling before it, it started up? I hadn't kind of had any major contact with the comics so it's it wasn't something i was massively looking forward to but i think in in the sense that how well they've done all the other things on you know the marvel netflix shows i obviously had a decent amount of anticipation that it'd be that'd be good um and just kind of your hype about it and 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 the character and what what he brings because i think he's almost quite an archetypal staple in the comic world um in his you know tragedy with his parents that's quite a common <laughs> reoccurrence yeah. with a comic book <laughs> character um you know difficulty facing up to his past and and, and you know uh, kind of locking his emotions away and and you know taken out in terms of other areas it's you know there's art links with other you know and that's what comics does and that's they all say their inspiration from similar kind of ways and means and stuff so I was, you know, more excited than Luke Cage, certainly, and Jessica Jones. Daredevil, Daredevil, for me, I thought had the potential to be great, and it has been, which is which is great. Um, but I, I was a little bit tentative. But I, I did think with the mystic element, and I think, I, you know, certain aspects of Doctor Strange kind of laid the foundations with what we're expecting to see. And I think on the most part, actually, that was fairly sound in, in the series. I, I thought they really did get across those elements quite well. I think like Chris mentioned, I think it is a bit muddled at times in terms of as an actor trying to portray the character at times. I think he got it bang on. Um, and I think he grew into it a little bit. I think it's the fairest way to kind of assess it. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think that's fair. Most people's, most people's criticism seems to be around the fighting. Uh, ju- just before we do that, yeah. my, be- going into it, as I said, I- I'm the same as Chris. After Daredevil, Iron Fist was the one I most looked forward to. I don't actually rate Jessica Jones as that great a character. She doesn't really do anything for me. And Luke Cage is good, and the show was great, but as a character, I'd not really had a- as much exposure to him as I had to Iron Fist. So I was more anticipating that. Whereas, Rory, you were more anticipating it just because... Marvel Netflix do really good series and you were just hoping it would deliver a new character for you. Well, yeah, to an extent, exactly that. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that you kind of, you're itching to get towards the defenders because, you know, that's everyone, shit's going to go down basically. Well, exactly. And also you've got to say that, you know, the Avengers is, is obviously incredible as a, as a film. And when they kind of bring all the characters together, and, you know, if they'd done a standalone movie for, or, you know, TV series for each of the characters,
characters, would some of them have been more exciting than others? Yeah, of course they would have been. Do you know what I mean? Because some of the characters are more interesting. Some of the storylines are more interesting. You know, Daredevil with the Punisher was always going to be incredible. Um, but Jessica Jones is a standalone. You know, she, she doesn't bring, bring that much to the table. Do you know what I mean? But it's when they maybe get them together that you start to get a little bit of fireworks. And yeah. and I think we, we've said that with Rosario Dawson's character. She's the one that kind of binds it all together um again in this one um and and it's when you get those characters together that it really starts to come off but i think i think watching this and, and luke cage and stuff I, I i didn't quite realize how good charlie cox was i think that's <laughs> yeah. what's brought it around for me a little bit but yeah. I, I always thought he was a good actor but i think he just he just hits it perfectly but you know you want to see more of him with those other characters i i think what held you know, Jessica Jones a little bit higher other than um, incredible David Tennant's, you know, performance as the villain. He was just amazing. Um, was when Luke Cage was involved, do you know what I mean? And they, they started to show some signs. And I think that's what, what why everyone's itching for the Defenders because I think they're going to get it right. It's just like when everyone was ready, ready for the Avengers, really. It's the same kind of thing. So Luke Cage, because it's last... I think a lot of expectations are on its shoulders and I think it might have fallen a bit flat of what people wanted because it's not quite, well, it's not Daredevil. And I think that's what people want. Sadly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it does struggle, doesn't it? And you can sort of see why, because out of the four of them, Iron Fist and Daredevil are the two closest because they're more martial arts, aren't they? There's a, there's yeah. a, you're going to get a lot more out of their stunts, whereas Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are both hard hitters you know you're not going to see them doing backflips and all kinds of crazy stuff it's just a lot more conventional punching kicking and throwing so it's obviously a lot harder but the 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 biggest criticism as we were saying seems to have been around the fight scenes and when you listen to Finn Jones talk about it it doesn't look like they put anywhere near as much prep into these scenes as they did with Daredevil because he said sometimes he would come in in the morning and he would be told right we're shooting this scene and it would be a whole new martial arts style or a whole new move, something that he's never done. And he would have literally 20 minutes to prepare and then they were rolling. And it, it would be different if it was coming from somebody who had done martial arts their entire life. But when you're talking to somebody who's presumably has never really done it before this role, that's going to be really, really hard for, to expect yeah. to just all of a sudden switch on the martial arts. Yeah, and that was very disappointing because, I mean, coming from Daredevil where you have these incredible, incredible fights and you have the hallway fight and all and the staircase fight and it's all very, like, very in-depth and you feel the punches and you roll with them and then you go do something like Iron Fist where it just feels like, well, it wasn't as well choreographed, it feels like they were very, in just the filming of it, it just feels like they were trying to take attention away from the fight scenes and... I mean, they did have a couple of good ones. I mean, the one where he fights the triads and then goes into the elevator, that was one of the better fight scenes. And um, the drunken oh, the drunken the, fight. The, the drunken fellow was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, so, like, those were good ones. But then the others, it just feels like they're distracting away from the actual fighting to, like, sort of add different elements to it. So it just, I was... That's where the series sort of fell flat for me, and that's what I was excited about at the beginning. So, yeah, that was a bit of a disappointment for me overall. And I think a lot of people, um, I don't know if you follow him, uh, Ben Beef on um, on Twitter, good lad, 
Yeah. Um, it, it, one of his biggest criticisms throughout the whole thing was, show me Kun Lun. Don't, don't just mention yeah. it in passing. I want to see Kun Lun. You've shown me the plane crash. You've drip-fed me these little tiny pipettefuls of it. Show yeah. me like the square of it. Show me him being led in. Show me him training in one of the dojos or something like that. And they ri- I, I don't criticize it that much because I am overly optimistic about these things. But that was annoying. When you're talking about the mystical cities and all this stuff, to not just show it until literally the last yeah. episode... Was a and they don't, then, then they don't show it. And then they, they don't. Show it not being not being. <laughs> you, you just see the fucking empty hole where it should be. And, it, no, it, and then how how are you supposed to care about this place? You haven't ever seen it. Yeah. And then when you finally do, it's just not there. It, it's disjointed, isn't it? I mean, you wouldn't care about Gotham City if you never saw it. If every time you saw exactly. Batman, he was indoors, you wouldn't care about Metropolis <laughs> if Superman was always somewhere else. You've got to care. Like, exactly as you say, you've got to see the thing to care about it so that that it's like, it's like the budget didn't stretch far enough you know maybe it's, that's it's, it. it it felt like they were hinting at it all the time but then just fell short of actually following through with it it's like we, we didn't we didn't get to see the dragon i thought we would see just maybe a 15 20 15 to 20 second recap of him plunging his his fist into the dragon's heart to to become the iron fist you know but then but we didn't but then wasn't there also that one scene where he alludes to the fact that it wasn't what he was expecting? So like that's where when he said that in the um I can't remember what episode it was, but when he said yeah. that I thought like maybe it wasn't a dragon that was in it, it was something else that he had to face. I think it was near the, the end. It, it was when he was fighting with um when he was having the conflict with Davos, I think. Davos, it, yeah. Davos asked him about it. And yeah, he sort of did say that it was an anti climax. But m- maybe as Rory said, it might just be budget. Maybe it, because well, it, it felt like that. I mean, it, it genuinely felt like that. It felt like they can green streets, green some mountains, but they can't. They can't build Put in a city. Or, do you yeah. know what I mean? Or a city, or whatever they they're, they're aiming. Or towards. even just part of um, it. Just like you say, just the I know, monastery. No, just, I know. Just, just I know. It felt, it felt very strange, actually. I mean, you know, it, it did feel a little bit strange because, you know, the one thing about the series as a whole is that New York is the backdrop for for. You know, it's it's, so the, it's bulk the whole it. yeah the bulk of it, and, and not just this series. Obviously, Daredevil um, and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, and, and that you know that's what they're. You know, it's the gritty part of the city. It's it's what they're aiming for. Whereas this is obviously centered around New York, but it's it's in the backdrop of of what he's learned elsewhere. But they never they never got to that point, and and that's what that was one element that that frustrated me, and and also like you said, his. His martial arts training was it looked frankly terrible because I think he got better, um, but I think he was shown up a lot of the time. I think the best fight he was involved with is the the one with the drunken master kind of technique. Um, yeah. When they were, did they go to China? I think they did, didn't they? Yeah. Did you not like yeah. the yeah, hallway that was outside scene? the hand? Yeah. The the hallway scene when um, when he first really showed his skills that that was I, one of my favourites. I didn't think yeah. he. I, I thought it was a good hallway scene, but it wasn't the hallway scene. No, it wasn't scene. up to Daredevil's threat. <laughs> no, the exactly. The whole thing just felt yeah. like one minute he's a good fighter and the next he's getting shown up by someone and then the next moment he's good again. That just felt very disjointed. See, yeah, I, I think that, I, whole I struggle with that. His, that whole struggle with his, um, 
it's with his, his power, really. isn't it? Yeah, he, 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 he was struggling. It's what Chris said the before, fist, though, yeah. with the about the costume. He's clearly, it's almost like he isn't the Iron Fist. He's the Iron Fist in training or the Iron Fist in waiting. Yeah, but he, he completely is. You're right. Powers. Yeah, you com- you're completely right. I think what what we've been kind of lucky to to witness really is we've had the second series of Daredevil, so you kind of forget about the early early Daredevil where he's, he's a more getting his hero, ass kicked all the time. Well, he's yeah. getting his ass kicked at the beginning though. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He's got broken bones and bruised ribs and cracked ribs and all the yeah, rest. That, of it, that first he's... fight scene, the one where he's he's fighting in the rain, you get seven shades of shit knocked out of him, and he's pretty yeah. much dead. And Jessica Jones, obviously, we didn't see this, but. She's been a hero before, so she knows the game. Yeah. Whereas, whereas exactly. and, and and the other thing is, he's the youngest out of the bunch, so he's re- he's not a kid, but I'm sure he's he must be something like early twenties. So he he's still yeah. he's struggling with this a lot more than the rest of them are. And without wanting to just put the rose tinted glasses on, that's the way I chose to look at it. Was he struggles with it because he hasn't quite got it. Yeah. Big test. And I mean, no, you can no, no. Also, I, I get you, man. Yeah, the, you the can also look at it from the be. angle like he's he's been in Kanlan his whole life. That's where he's trained. So like he's facing a lot more, a lot different styles that he's used to. Yeah, um, or different people that he's not used to, and fighting a lot more, I guess, than he's used to. So maybe that's sort of part of it. Well, it, it would be a bit. It would be a bit dishonest to say that it looks deliberate that they've done that because it doesn't. Uh, does it? It, <laughs> it, it might be maybe. A happy coincidence, <laughs> but the, the litmus test is going to be yeah. season two. They've got to have worked on this, and the, and the poor guy's got to have an absolute ton of martial arts training to make sure that when they drop a new thing on him, he's prepared and he no, can yeah. do it. Yeah, but, to give him his dues, man. As Danny Rand, I thought he was great. He was be great because I, I was skeptical because I thought, well, he was a bit shit in Game of Thrones. I didn't really. Gosh, who like was him. he in Game of Thrones again? He was um, Renly Baratheon's gay lover, wasn't he? Oh, he was, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Um, oh, thingy, uh, Loris Tyrell. He was Mar- Marjorie's uh, brother. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're quite it, obsessed with British actors in these parts, aren't they? And, and he, <laughs> but he, yeah, because I always forget that Charlie Cox is bloody English. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah, he's incredibly English. (laughs) So um, that sort of segues into the next section, which I've put down as casting problems, because the guy that was cast as the drunken, whatever, the drunken ninja, the drunken hand guy, whatever it was, he was supposedly in the running to play Danny Rand. And there's been a lot of people, there was a lot of articles I read yeah, that were complaining, saying, "Well, why didn't he get the role?" and accusing it of being whitewashed. And I tried as much as I can uh, to shut people down over that because Danny Rand, because Danny Rand was born in New York man. to white parents, he yeah. is a white yeah. man. <laughs> it would have been more offensive if all of a sudden you go, "Well, only Asian people can do martial arts." You know, you, you, it's like we said with the uh, with the ancient one in in Doctor Strange. Sometimes people get a little bit too precious over things, and sometimes it's with good merit, and other times it's not. And this is one of those occasions when it's completely off because he might have been 10 out of 10 for the martial arts scenes, but there is absolutely no way that he could have stood there and pretended to have been the child of two upper class white New Yorkers. It just, it wouldn't have worked at all. And it, it's sad right. that it comes down to that because what people should be focusing on is that that guy did an incredible job. The style that he was fighting with 
where he looked like he was going to fall over. It reminded me of when Carnu played for Arsenal. Whenever Carnu <laughs> dribbled, he always looked like he was going to fall over. But then he'd do a couple of step overs and nutmeg someone, and you're going, he meant to do that. He actually did that on purpose. And that's what that fight scene was like. He looked like he was going to fall flat on his face. And all the while he's fighting, he's clutching that bloody, that terracotta pot full of wine. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, the ancient, ancient art of Nwanku Kanu martial arts. Yeah, yeah it's, it's passed down <laughs> from generations and generations of Nigerian monks. Um, and the dialogue was good as well between them because he was really giving him a load of shit, wasn't he? He was really trying was, to get under his skin. Yeah, I mean, I don't watch a lot of martial arts films, um, but that, that technique is... Is one yeah. that is known to be very difficult to to do, and, um, and that whole just, scene felt like. Sorry, that whole scene felt like a like a proper old school kung fu movie. Like, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. It it had shades of like seventies. It had shades the, the, of like yeah, early, early kind of Bruce era. Lee kind of uh, martial arts, and, and it was ace. It was it was really really cool. Um, I saw, you know, uh, talking about casting problems, but I suppose we can talk about. Um, the good things in it. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, what's the name that plays um, his love interest and, and the, the martial Jessica arts? Henwick. Jessica Henwick. Yeah, she was just she perfect was, casting. She was I mean, brilliant. She was the best thing in it. By a y- Yeah, but well, yeah. I, I'd still argue... Uh, um, You're going to say um, Rosario Dawson, aren't you? I, I'm going to say Rosario Dawson. But she... she only because, oh my God, Rosario Dawson is, is the best thing in these whole things. Or, <laughs> but but, she is but the glue yeah, that let's be honest. Yeah, that's why is. I love her for it because I, th- I just think without her, um, I thought she lifted Luke Cage way above what it was at times, and, and I thought she was the same with um, with this at times. But I, I do think, you know, as Clean Wing, you know, Jessica was was just just perfectly cast, and I, I think with her fight scenes, I think. She's clearly either trained before one level higher. (laughs) She's definitely a level higher because she was the one that was supposed to be a level lower than him. You know, in in the series, that's what it was implying. Um, But her scenes were just great. And I thought she really, I just thought she had a really good kind of warmth to the character. I thought she had some really good intrigue. Um, I think you kind of want to know, you, you wanted to know more about her. I mean, and, and I think she lifted the whole thing when she was on, on screen, really. And I think it did, it did suffer without her. Um, I think the scenes, albeit, it was quite interesting between the Meachams and, um, and Danny yeah. Lan, but I think she was, when she was around it, it definitely, she took it to a kind of next level, really. Yeah. And she, her fight scenes in the, in the cage early on, were oh, like brilliant. Those were really well done. And then, um, actually linking to another character that I quite like, Bakudo. The fight scene in the rain with her sword. Yeah, her her sword play was brilliant. She, uh, yeah. From following her online, she did an incredible amount of uh, of katana training because it was obviously well written that her shtick was going to be she was always going to have the sword. Sometimes she didn't. Very often she used it sheathed, didn't she? Because she wasn't wanting to. Yeah to gut people but damage, yeah. <laughs> she did a lot of work over the la- over the, the preceding months with the katana and you could see she looked so comfortable yield, you know wielding something that it must be uncomfortable having a fight scene and you've got because they are quite heavy big two-handed blade 
and she yeah. just looked like you know she was born to carry it. And, I, and I, she's I, and she's not like she, I, I don't know her physical height and, and stature, but she didn't seem like a, a huge kind of no. She she great strength. Quite dainty. Know, she looks dainty and small, and and I thought that's what was so effective because you saw her wielding the sword the way she did, and she was just amazing. That sword work. I mean, like I said, I don't watch tons and tons of martial arts, but you don't need to to, to see yeah. if someone's capable or not because she could do it in full flow. And I think that's the thing with, um, you can't speed things up. You can't fake it. If someone can use a sword properly, you, you'll see it in, 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 you know, with your two eyes. And, and, and she was just, the, the sword scenes were just amazing. I thought she, I thought she was brilliant. I, I genuinely did. I think she's the best thing about the series. And I think, yeah, it, you know, the best new thing in the series, do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think she, she's the one that, I don't know. I hope, I hope she she has more to offer in the defenders if if that happens, and 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 obviously in the second series of this when it comes comes to pass. And did you know that she was in Game of Thrones as well? I thought she might have been. I think I heard. She, what was she? In? She was Nymeria Sand. She was one of Oberyn Martell's uh, daughters. I thought I recognised her from yeah, and she didn't. She is she the one with the spear or is she one? I think she oh, was the God. one with the whip. I'm not sure. Okay. But she she had one of the more vocal parts, and she was, was she all, the one that was flirting with um, oh god, what's his name? I'm the guy not was, sure. I can't she, I can't remember without actually going and looking, which I won't do. And she was also in the Force Awakens. She was, was uh, she, she was she was an X wing pilot. <laughs> so and and she's only twenty four. So by the age of 24, she's been in a Netflix series, a Star Wars film, and Game of Thrones. So <laughs> she's not doing bad for a 24-year-old Brit, is she? No, it was Bronn. I thought she might have been the one that was flirting with Bronn. She um, might have been. I can't remember because that was the really foul-mouthed one. Yeah, maybe it wasn't her. Um, yeah, the Game of Thrones is like a rite of right passage for all these actors, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? like, <laughs> see why? Because it, it gets you into a very sort of dramatic universe doesn't it it's it's a show that's very much deals with combat and violence and yeah exactly it's, it's obviously yeah, it's exactly. not it, it's a, a whole different world to being on like a you know a, a show that's on seven o'clock on a friday night because it's a little bit more prime time a little bit more adult themed do you know um, what this this had kind of reminders of Stu, and you'll relate to this i'm not sure if chris watches it but one. it's got it's got a touch of the arrow about it this this series i saw yeah. um i thought the flashbacks were were kind of the poorer kind of arrow flashbacks you know when it it didn't quite nail you know maybe the russian when stories it's not, quite it, when it's not showing you the bits of the flashbacks that you want to see which is the really grueling harrowing yeah. bits it's the the boring yeah it, it's bits. showing the kind of dull bits that form the character but don't form what you want of the character do you know what i mean so it just it had a touch of that because again it's kind of rich kid not quite lost his parents but um different story in in, in such but it does have similarities i, I feel like it's yeah. taken more from that end of the tv spectrum than than the marvel tv spectrum because it's not as violent you know and it's not it had elements of violence at times and you needed it. Um, but it didn't really hit the way, certainly the way Daredevil did. And, and, and it didn't hit the kind of darker undertones of, of Jessica Jones, which for, for its lack of violence had all those 
deep messages about rape and everything else and, and that yeah. we talked about, you know. So I don't know. It didn't quite have that edge. Do you know what I mean? And I think it. That's what it, it was, was a bit vanilla. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. fair. And the the last one I wanted to mention was Tom Pelfrey, who played um, Ward Meacham. Ward, I, yeah. I really like him because I I've only ever really seen him in Banshee. And he was brilliant in that, playing a reformed neo-Nazi turned small town police officer. And he did a brilliant job in this. He was really he played. Up. He played a really good junkie in this, actually. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. He, he played yeah. a re- really good junkie, and and yeah, I think he was. It was good because it. You kind of felt like he was a, a villain for a period. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was gonna say like the way they did the Meacham. Um, brother and sister, like they set up Ward to be the bad guy for the whole show, and then yeah. towards the end they start flipping it around, and then he's actually the one who's sort of Danny's friend rather than Joy, who we see yeah. setting up. And it, yeah, and, and he's living under his dad's thumb, isn't he? He's even when his yeah. dad is living in isolation, away from the world, he's still controlling him and and living his life for him and telling him what a disappointment he is. And he, but I, I, I loved him. I, I really, really. No, I, I, I did think he was the stronger one of the, of certainly of the family. I mean, uh, David Wenham, who plays Harold, he's a pretty well-known actor. He kind of he's, pissed he's, me off a little bit. Oh, how annoying! He, how annoying! Yeah, he he was. Uh, it was just a weird portrayal of of an actor of a character. I the whole when he was resurrected and then <sighs> suddenly kind of went quite extremely nice, but had that really weird, you know. Um, dark impulse to, to kill people. He had, the, he had the whole um, twitchy thing going on, didn't he? But I don't think he pulled just, it off very well. Just a strange, strange approach to it. I, and I think you've got to put that down to direction as much as anything else, because, you know, that's the director trying to get it out of the actor, what you can get out of him. And I just didn't think they, they got the character particularly right in that. And then, you know, I think saying that she is going to go on and be a villain of, of some sort, Joy didn't really, I didn't really have that edge. I, to I was her disappointed at all. by that because they, they've swapped around, I think, from the comics. They, they've messed around with what happens with the, the Meachams to make it fit the TV show more. But, it did feel like they, they tampered a little bit with the stories in that regard. It didn't. I think the early impressions of them was quite interesting and, and the way they were going about it and. Um, them controlling a business, but it, it quickly slipped away. I think the parts of the business that were quite interesting is, is that the, the, the drugs were being dealt from inside the office and the hand had a say in it, and that was quite interesting. Um, and then, you know, our old um, old favourite, as she would be known, she, um, is it Wai Ching Hao, who plays Madame Gao anyway, Um She's always solid, man. I, I've always kind of liked her scenes. I think she's she's been interesting throughout Daredevil and, and, and this. And I think, you know, I, I, I thought her scenes were, were quite interesting. Um, the, the scene in the house when he's going through the kind of fighting trials, um, that was pretty good. Yeah, she, she's an interesting character because she's a big facilitator. She yeah. She's a big sort of gateway to a lot of other things. That, that are going to come afterwards. Yeah. And and this is obviously going to lead into the Defenders very well because I can't remember where it sits in terms of the timeline for Iron Fist, but the Defenders is meant to be a few months after the second season of 
Daredevil. Daredevil. So I, th- I think Iron Fist sort of follows on very quickly after that as well. Because it felt like it followed on maybe uh, kind of overlapped a little bit. Yeah, I think they run concurrently and sort of like one off each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is interesting how they they kind of knit everything together. I mean, because Rosario Dawson, obviously, her character always alludes back to, to Daredevil. Yeah. I don't know if she's said about Luke Cage, but um, there's times it's like, could you just call Daredevil? Do you know what I mean? Could you just pick up the phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit like... I mean, he, he fights the hand too, right? Why can't we just get his Yeah, you've got him on speed dial or just WhatsApp <laughs> him or send him a GIF or something. Just get him involved. Get him down here. <laughs> because it just felt a little bit like... There were times when you needed someone else because yeah. they were a little bit isolated, weren't they? And, and their fight was quite interesting. And until kind of Davos rocked up, and God, that was a weird actor to bring Davos. And I don't know Davos from the comics, but I, I, I think he's a villain. Yeah, he becomes he? the Steel Serpent, which is actually the okay, you know, the little serpent on the drugs that Madame Gao sells. Yeah, that's his symbol when he becomes a Steel Serpent. Okay. So he's kind okay. of like the he's like the anti Iron Fist, isn't he? Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a very similar look, but the his logo doesn't have the wings on it. He had yeah. a similar feel to um, oh god, and the guy uh, Edge Four is the surname, but I'm not going to pronounce his first name. But the guy in Doctor Strange, yeah, the guy that kind played of t- Mordo. Yeah, yeah, he had a similar yeah. kind of turning character in in the kind of righteous path this is what you need to do you know and then suddenly goes against that because he kind of feels betrayed do you know what i mean it, you can it felt... see why can't you because he he's deadly loyal to kunlun and all he sees is a power yeah. that he thinks he he deserves being wasted by yeah. somebody who's going to use it on new york and then of course which to be worse. fair to be he's, fair he's he got a point. yeah, yeah. He, oh, he no, does because really da- danny rand was chosen to do the trials he won and his mission was to protect the passage to Kunlun. So he has, he's failed. So everything that Davos does from this point, technically he's right in doing, but he's obviously going to go about it in a really crazy, psychotic, militant way. And that's where he becomes, hopefully where he's going to become a good season two villain, because then you've got friend versus friend, but it's a genuine good versus evil. You've, you screwed me over, yeah, well, you failed Kun Lawn, and it's your fault the city's disappeared. So it, yeah. it, I think it, what it was lacking a little bit is, is there was not much kind of nostalgia or friendship between them. Do you know what I mean? They they started arguing from almost yeah, they were quite scene dry. one. And, and also, a, as you mentioned, the flashbacks, we never see him like becoming friends with Davos. We hear no. him talk about it once or twice, but you never see that friendship grow. So They were talking about donkey cart racing or something yeah. like that, and they were Definitely. talking about various things, but they never really... They never really got to that friendship, and I think that's what it was lacking at times. Because you know, you go to Daredevil, and, and, and you know Charlie Cox's character—he's always got um, Foggy, you know, um, and then other relationships from there. And I mean, Jessica Jones has even got that friend who's that blonde, kind of annoying reporter lady. But um, <laughs> and Luke Cage has got—he's kind of got friends, but he's almost—he's almost like an isolated figure isn't he so it's a little bit slightly different um and i just think the relationships they were building i don't know i I think other than uh danny rand and um oh what's her name i've just already forgotten colleen colleen yeah i like their relationship i I genuinely thought at times that was 
that was good. I, I, you know, they, they started to build something that was quite interesting, and um, and obviously they're going off together in, in the end of the series, and, and that does show. Yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty good. I, I thought her struggle against the hand and her background, and um, I thought that was quite an interesting kind of plot development, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think that, so. We, we've we've covered, I think, everything that I really wanted us to do because we, we've we've pretty much segued there into favorite yeah. and least favorite characters. Um, were there any any scenes that especially stood out for you, um, Rory? First, um. I like the scenes, um, particularly around and uh, like the hand kind of headquarters. I thought that was that was pretty cool. I, I thought it was slightly different to what we've seen previously. Um, I thought some of the fight scenes that were you know were the standout kind of moments. Um, I liked the trials that he, he did, and and then the, the ones within China and um, anything involving you know the, the like the fight scenes with the, the cage kind of fighting style at the beginning with Colleen was, was really cool. Um, but no, there's not a vast amount that, that really, really stands in the, in the memory. You know, I, I think it's perfectly enjoyable to watch, but it, it didn't have any really hard hitting, certainly no, no kind of emotional scenes that, that hit home in that regard, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Chris? Anything especially st- um, stood out for you? Um, I'm kind of with Rory on this one. Like, in like, there's no no real moment like the hallway fight in Daredevil that stands out in the memory in the series. Yeah. There was nothing quite as there wasn't a wow moment that you were just like, oh my god, what just what did I just watch? Let me rewind and quickly watch it. There was nothing quite like that. Um, in terms of scenes, I like I quite like the one where Danny was fighting the triads, like I mentioned in the in his building and in the elevator. Um, yeah, and the tournament he had uh, against Madame Gao and her, her cronies, um, and then the drunken master one, as we mentioned, and Colleen's fight with Bakudo in the rain it was one of the the better fights. And so those were sort of ones that were all right. And then there was one where um, Harold gets um, his uh, Madame Gao sends the cronies off to him in his house and then they tell him about Iron Fist and then he says um, Iron Fist it sounds like a sex toy that was <laughs> one funny moment that I <laughs> one funny moment that I can remember but otherwise like it was nothing really that impressive yeah. there was one other scene that I kind of liked is, is when Danny ordered a takeaway and his his view in the world of a takeaway is very different to what we would call a takeaway <laughs> so he he brought in this huge kind of banquet um, and then you know Rosario Dawson oh, yeah. was just stealing plate upon plate and tray upon tray of all his food <laughs> um, I thought that was quite good because she was quite good in those scenes because um, she's got a kind of lightness to her character and she takes everything a little bit differently to the way they do. Do you know what I mean? Because she's involved, but yeah. And she always seems to be a third wheel whenever there was something going on between them, rather than doing the, the the typical thing of going, you know, I'm, I'm just going to leave. She deliberately stays there and pushes herself right in the middle of the conversation to make it extra (laughs) awkward. But as, as we've said, basically on every time we do a Netflix show, Rosario Dawson tends to steal almost every scene that she's in regardless. So at least they're kind of hamming that up and playing up to it and saying, well, we may as well let the A-lister have some fun. 
Yeah, no, exactly. And she does have fun. You could tell. I think she had some fun in this this series, and, and I think the same within Luke Cage. And, and she was yeah. more involved in this, wasn't she? It, it, it seemed like she was in... This would be the most she's been involved, I'd say. Because, oh, must be. Because she was actually in full episodes, do you know what I mean? And it wasn't... She was a main you know, character. Luke, yeah, 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 exactly. No, exactly. And I mean, with Luke Cage, she she was main character within two or three episodes. And, and Daredevil, it was bits and pieces, do you know what I mean? But um, she definitely more heavily involved in this than, than anything else. And, and maybe they looked at it and they looked at the casting and they maybe just realized that actually we've still got this, this person who can, can carry scenes. Do you know what I mean? She, she really is. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping she's, it's a shame she's not been cast in another role because I genuinely think I'm not sure she can fight, but you'd like to, she think. did have a couple of ones. And then um, where they were in China, where she grabbed the claws from it, one guy, she, she actually quite held her own in the fight scene. Yeah. Yeah. I think she might be a bit more involved still. And she took them, didn't she? She'd make a great cat woman. Yeah. <laughs> when she left really right at the end, woman. she, um, she took that. Do you know who those claw yeah. things remind me of? Is it, um, is it bronze tiger? Yeah, from Arrow, yeah. Yeah, because that, that's what he fights with, those sort of, like, knuckle dusters with, uh, yeah, yeah, with yeah, claws yeah, on the end, those brutal things. She would, though, man. Go, honestly, going back to it, she'd make a great Catwoman if they yeah. ever want to, or something along those lines. It's she, got nothing she's at all to do with the desire to see Rosario Dawson in leather cat suit. It's, it's <laughs> not at all, isn't <laughs> Nothing at all. Chris, Chris is excited about that. Perish, so, yeah. of course. <laughs> Um, it's, it might be slightly to do with that, okay. but you know, but a bit of know, she would be, she would be though, man. She'd be, she'd be. I genuinely think you could see a cast in a bigger role in 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 the Marvel kind of universe. It, it wouldn't I, be I, a yeah. surprise because she she's shown that she can hold her own in the the superhero universe, and we saw her in Sin City, and she wasn't, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, she wasn't playing like a passive character there. She was a leader. She was violent as hell. You know, she's got she a was, foul she's mouth. She was great, great in that film. She yeah, was, we she talked was, about that. She was she's... really, really good. So the, the only other thing, really, I think we've probably already alluded to it. In terms of the Defenders, where does this fit in? So we've, we've obviously got all the members who've been introduced. Now, we've got the four key members. We've yeah. got the Punisher, who I don't know if he's going to be in it in any capacity. I think he might be, but only limited capacity is my gut feeling. Yeah, then we've we've got the supporting cast. So we've got Karen Page and Foggy. We've got um, oh the the police the detective from uh, Luke Cage. Oh, I can't remember her name, but I yeah. can't remember her name. But uh, Misty, Misty Knight. Knight. Yeah, she's possibly going to be in it. We've then got uh, Colleen Wing. Possibly is going to be in it. Now, there's a lot of supporting cast could potentially turn up in the Defenders. We know it's going to be... It's basically them against the hand now, isn't it? They're very much going for the the mystical approach. We've got Electra to come back because... Hogarth will probably be in it as well. Hogarth, Carrie, yeah. Carrie-Anne Moss, I, I, honestly, again, underused. I know there's not always a lot of scope for it, but she's great when she's on it screen. It is difficult to use her, isn't it? Because it must be difficult in she's these kind lawyer. of things to think, yeah. how the hell can we get a lawyer in? And they were clever with the way they did it. As in, you know, his legal she was good with that. She was interested. Yeah, she was good, man. Like, she obviously in a limited capacity, but I think she's always great when she's on screen as well. She's just, she's pretty high 
level and, and she obviously maybe doesn't want to commit to it being a, a, a lead it's not really her she's she's done all that that's been and gone you know but i i think i think she's she's great when she's on screen as well yeah and she was good when she was with danny because she was one of the only people that wasn't really overawed with him a lot of people were like you know oh mr rand and she was just like okay whatever well i'm on the clock so you can do whatever you want and no, she's, she's more like put, put him in his place, really. Yeah, you know? she, she, like, doesn't, she, she doesn't suffer fools gladly, does she? She treats him like the boy that she knew. Do you know what I mean? Or kind of. It, she didn't yeah. treat him in the same capacity. No, she was she was good. Yeah. So it's we're all set up now. The next thing that we'll be getting from Marvel Netflix will be the Defenders. Oh, um, God, I hope it's good. I hope it's as good as it can be, you I know, because... The worrying thing is a lot of people, I think that Iron Fist has now dampened expectations, but that could has. be a good thing, because then it could make it that little bit better. If you if your expectations drop a little bit, and then if it does deliver, it feels like more of a high, doesn't it? Whereas if you go into something expecting it to be amazing, and it's not, you always feel a little bit let down. I think for me, I think as long as they get the chemistry between the main actors right, I think the fight scenes could be really exciting. Um, I think the one thing, you know, I don't know who's directing it, and, and I don't often pay a lot of attention to TV directors, and it might be a little bit harsh, but it's often a case of you've got a showrunner and then you've got different directors per episode, and it's it's quite difficult to kind of ascertain who's doing what. But I think with Daredevil, there were particular leads and in terms of direction and it'd be nice if they're the ones that are involved in doing the defenders because i think of all the ones you've seen they were the best directed do you know what i mean they were yeah, the, the, it, best, it's been... best scripted as well but certainly the best directed yeah i i think that's fair common if if you had four teams all coming together you'd think that daredevil would be the ones that are sort of expected to step forward and say right you you follow our lead. We've because they've done twice as many episodes. You know they they've done twice as many, longer. and they they produced the highest caliber TV show. I yeah. think that's fair to say. Um, I think series one was excellent. I think it's brilliant. I think series two is just outstanding. And I think the, it's the not like Daredevil's these... an easy character to introduce. You are talking about a blind martial artist superhero. So it, <laughs> it's not like you know. It, it, it's pretty hard to follow as it is. So they've done a really good job putting that character across, making him believable, making you care about him. Cause I think everyone that watches it really, really feels the struggles of Matt Murdoch. Cause he's got the classic. It's, just, it's he, the acting man. He's just been brilliant. Charlie Cox has been part. outstanding. He really he has. has. And I think, I think we, we, you know, when we discussed the second series a lot, you, you talked about the other characters stepping up. Karen Page, you know, the guy who plays Foggy, they they all did in that second series. You know, they all found maybe another gear. And I think what you don't remember is that, well, you, you might do, but but things like Jessica Jones um, and, and Iron Fist probably need a second series. Do you know what I mean? They probably need to develop into those uh, characters a little bit further. But they're, they're not that, as rounded they're, off, are they? Daredevil got his first season to become the Daredevil of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, the second exactly. season was him existing as the Daredevil, whereas Jessica Jones, she had that really big cliffhanger. She was really up in the yeah. air. And Iron Fist, as, as we've sort of said, he hasn't really truly embraced no. being the Iron Fist. You could Luke say Cage, the same for Luke however, Cage. However, I, I think Luke Cage, I think Luke Cage is one of the the more established in terms of he, he, because he his powers aren't 
it's know, not that it's profound, strength. is it? It's strength. It's 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 proper strength, you know. So that's his major asset, <laughs> being a human machine. You know, he's 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 bulletproof. So, well, almost. Um, but you know, it's it's different with him because um, yeah. you, you got to see Daredevil kind of owning his his kind of skills and and, and developing that way, and you've had that across two series. Yeah. I think you've not seen that with Jessica Jones, and we the the issue for me with her is. She's previously been a superhero, which they've always alluded to and talked about, but you've never seen any of it. And no. she gets knocked out by a flimsy a, piece of wood. A and, piece of wood off the back of the head, which yeah, is just horrific. Um, and that's the problem, because th- there won't be these plot holes in, in Defenders. There won't be those errors, I don't believe. But you just got to see, how the hell does Jessica Jones fight up against two martial artists and a strongman? I, I just, uh, for me, I don't know if, Chris, you can give some insight in the comics if, if it if it makes sense that way. For me, it feels like with Jessica Jones and Iron Fist, at the end of their respective first seasons, feels like they're only now, at the end of the season, taking their steps to becoming the superheroes that we know them to be. So they sort of like, only now at the part where we joined Matt Murdock at the start of his season one. Whereas Luke Cage and Matt Murdock, sort of by the end of their first seasons, they become Luke Cage and Daredevil like we know them. So it feels like they've been in different stages of their character development. Yeah, I think that that's that's fair. It's it's strange, isn't it, that it, it's so much harder to develop certain characters within the same universe, within the same sort of time scale. But ultimately we'll know what's gonna happen. It it's not gonna be that far away. I mean it's only it's four months to the day that it comes out and with all the films we've got in between that is just going to fly by one other thing that's going to be interesting with the defenders is the last we saw of Luke Cage he's in prison so presumably yeah. we'll get maybe a, a, a little catch up on the, the legal challenge because they obviously the guy that was playing chess in the uh, the salon he now had the evidence to prove that Luke was innocent, it was innocent yeah. so he, he will have spent some time in prison but now he comes out he's got a clean slate He's got the reputation behind him because everybody saw him take down Diamondback. Yeah. And it, what I'm really interested in is how they all get introduced. And the logical thing is it's got to be done through Claire. Claire has got to be the one that sits them all down and says, I happen to know four people who have all got powers. You should really do something about this. Whether she will or not, I'm sure we'll find out in the next four months. We will, but we will. I think that's we can call that our take on Iron on uh, Iron Fist. Hope you've enjoyed listening to it. As always, please do uh, reply to us either on on Facebook or on Twitter with your comments, with your favourites, least favourites, what have you. Uh, before we go, Chris, is there anything that you need to um, promote or pimp out or sell? Have you got a book on the shelves or anything at the minute? <laughs> no, not really. I've been quite quiet on Twitter in the last couple of months, so um yeah, having a bit of a dark period on the on the net. So yeah, I don't really have anything. Okay. Well, as we've said, you um you will be coming on, assuming we can get our calendars all synced up. You'll be on the next couple to do Guardians, which will be amazing fun. And thank you so much for coming on with us now. Because it's a little bit later for us than uh, for you than it is for us, so it's basically your bedtime now. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm going straight to bed. <laughs> excellent. We appreciate you staying up. 
Um, anything for you, Rory? Anything that you need to um, promote? No, I've been lazy as hell. To be honest, I, I, I've not been well for the last few weeks, so I haven't done any football pods or any movie pods or recently any comic pods except Logan that we did before. So I would like to. You can talk about our Facebook page if you like. That'd be nice. Um, in a second. And yeah, just keep interacting with us. Keep you know, keep shouting out to us. We always like inspiration ideas. Um, we know we're covering quite familiar ground. I'd say. I mean, uh, you know, bar the, the really weird calls for us doing anime and, and those kind of comics, um, which aren't going to happen. To be perfectly honest, in a million years. Um, but if there's anything people want us to cover that maybe we haven't, and we could read and get into, I'm, I'm for that. That's always good um and we are looking to get some some kind of newer guests on and maybe do these a little bit more regularly when we can but but work-life balance and kids and everything else gets in the way at the time so and dogs. you've got you've got yeah dogs i was gonna say dogs uh, kids for you is a dog but you know same thing in your eyes right? wilson so. still counts he can hear you know you'll hurt his feelings it's I, okay i hope not i hope not <laughs> um yeah the the facebook page has been reactivated um Six, six and a half thousand likes on that page somehow. I think Gags has basically sold us out to the KGB and the Yakuza, but it's working, so long may it continue. <laughs> um, we've got the usual... Uh, you can find us on Facebook. It's um, AI Comic Pod. There's only one of them. Uh, we've we've also got the um, AIComicPod.co.uk, which just redirects you to the main Anfield Index site. Yeah, some great articles always on there. Honestly, I know people don't always read these things, and I know a lot of people take time to read football and and various other sources, but Joey Joey does some incredible work on that. And and if you want to learn more and you want to develop more and stuff, that's a good way to go. We might start, I'm not sure, there's things we've got ideas for. I do think if there's any kind of comics people want to read, then we, we should maybe start putting that out in our pods as well as maybe online and just giving some recommendations and stuff. But we'll maybe come to that soon. Well, that that's something Joey and I have discussed. We're due another, um, another DC Rebirth line to look at probably Batman scene as we did at Command last time. Uh, latest article from Joey is a really big, meaty piece about um, Cable which I think everyone should be reading because there's some really Perfect good background timing. in there. Yeah. There's also a really good piece he did about um, X-23, obviously following on from Logan, and then he did a really good Logan movie review. Um, yeah, I think that'll do. So, as always, thanks for listening, thanks for your time, and we'll see you next time. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. 
It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.